Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer for the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. All right, so we seem to have a bit of a sign of the NDP's timeline here for their leadership race, thanks to Premier John Horgan. Yes. So Premier John Horgan hasn't said much about why he's leaving office and what's next and reflecting on his five years as Premier uh, since he announced uh, that he was going way back at the end of June. But that's all changing starting this week. He is doing exit interviews. Uh, Gather he talking to our colleague Richard Zussman at Global fairly soon. Uh, He did the first of the interviews, exit interviews, yesterday on his hometown radio station, CFAX, here in Victoria. So he was on for an hour. Uh, He picked that station because, as he said, it's the one his mother used to listen to. So it's John Horgan homecoming. Uh, An interesting interview, Simi, just because uh, for about an hour, uh, Horgan was just reflecting on his time in office, uh, thinking about retirement, what he won't miss about the job, what he will miss. And it was very much farewell to John Horgan. The timing, of course, Simi, as you say, Mm -hmm. is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Let's explain to people why that is. So we're in the midst of the NDP leadership race. And if there's an actual race for the NDP leadership, like two candidates, David Eby and Anjali Apatirai, um, the party has already said there will be debates uh, later this month uh, and into next month. The voting starts in mid-November. And we won't know who's the leader uh, until December the 3rd. So that's a long way away. And if John Horgan, who says he's still got work to do as premier, is not planning to hand over to David Eby or Anjali Apatirai uh, to the next premier, next leader, until December, uh, why is he doing exit interviews right now? Well, uh, here's a clue. The NDP has not yet approved Anjali Apatiraya's leader, and they have sat tentatively at party headquarters October the 19th, which I think is next Wednesday, uh, to make up their minds whether or not to greenlight her candidacy. Um, Horgan says he only knows what he's seen in the papers and heard on the radio about the leadership race, but... I'm wondering, Simi, if he's not doing exit interviews now because the fix is in. She's not going to be approved. There will only be one candidate for the leadership. That's David Eby. And the handover will be occurring a lot earlier than December the 3. And Horgan is clearing off his desk mentally and otherwise because he doesn't expect to be premier much longer. Hmm. It feels like we have been waiting and waiting and waiting for this decision to come. Like, what is the holdup here? Um, the uh, Abadurai only, uh, Eby's already approved and he applied some time ago and paid his fee and submitted all his paperwork and he was cleared. Abadurai only filed recently, uh, not last week, but I think the week before. Um, you have to submit, uh, the money. She's got that. Um, that wasn't a big challenge. She says she raised that in five minutes. So, okay. Uh, you have to submit uh, 250 names of party supporters who support you. Uh, you have to go through a lot of paperwork and write down things like, you know, I support the NDP and all these commitments and haven't done anything that would co- bring the party into disrepute. The, the parties call this green lighting, and most parties have that system. So all that is happening. But it's quite clear Simi, from what Abadurai herself is saying, that 
Um, the party is subjecting all of this process to extreme rigor. Uh, she says she thinks the party is running scared. Uh, she says that a lot of the questions they're asking her supporters and the people who've signed up on her behalf uh, cross the line from just random checks to um, she says it, the scrutiny is designed to intimidate people. So the process is taking its time. Gather the NDP has an extensive legal opinion uh, outlining what they can and can't do. And uh, party insiders, Simi, are quietly circulating six or seven pages of um, accusations, I would call them, about the links between Abadurai and the Green Party. That's been circulated to members of the press gallery. So I would say what we're seeing here is a fairly rigorous process that's trying to build up a case uh, for not letting her run, or at least for disallowing a lot of the people who've joined the party to support her. That. That's the only possible conclusion. Well, there are other possibilities, but that's the most likely conclusion that I can see. And that would explain why John Horgan wants to get his exit interviews out of the way before that happens. So he won't be spending his time in the interviews um, justifying what the party's done here. In fact, he got one question on that yesterday and he said... um, you know, what I just said to you. He, I only know what I've been following in the media, and I'm leaving it up to the party to deal with this. I think the last thing John Horgan wants is his last interviews to be all about how the politic, how the NDP handled the leadership race. Okay, so I do wonder about this. Given the way we've seen some announcements made over the last little while, can we think, oh, it's probably going to be like Saturday night at 10 o'clock when the press release comes out? <laughs> Oh, you're such a cynic. I'm glad I'm not cynical like you are, Simi. I, hey, who I taught just, me? Who I try to be me? idealistic about these things and give the party the benefit of the doubt. Yes, I think it's entirely possible that we'll be sitting around waiting on the 19th for the decision. And, and I mean, it'll be a huge story. And then if that happens or if they essentially dump a lot of her members and just leave it to her to withdraw, which I don't think she will, and I noticed, too, Simi, another strain that's entered into the debate on this, if you've been following this thing on social media, on Twitter, some suggestion from Abadarai supporters that she won't, not only would she not go quietly if they dump her, there could be legal action. So I don't know about that. Um, the liberals last year dumped Aaron Gunn, uh, wouldn't yeah. let him run as a candidate. The conservatives this year dumped Patrick Brown. You know, I don't know if there's an awful lot of leeway for legal action against political parties on these things. Um, they are masters of their own procedures. They are societies, so I guess if you could persuade a judge that uh, the party society had violated its own constitution or, you know, due process under the Societies Act, maybe. But Usually what happens, and we've seen it, Simi, when political parties do this kind of thing, um, the candidate who's been dumped grumbles and makes a lot of noise and their supporters are angry and they promise revenge. But having said all and done all that, um, there's not an awful lot of other options they have on legal action, but I guess we'll see.
We will see. Okay, and on a final note, too, I know there was some talk about the bail reform and getting some help from the feds on that. Yeah, so Solicitor General Mike Farnworth and Attorney General Murray Rankin are in Nova Scotia for a meeting of the country's uh, ministers of public safety and justice, and they say they're down there to lobby Ottawa to do something about the, they call it the unintended consequences of Ottawa's amendments to uh, the bail, the uh, the criminal code around bail. So they say that those unintended consequences are the reason we're getting so much problem in downtown British Columbia with repeat offenders again and again and again being arrested. They go in front of a judge. They get released. Uh, even if there are conditions, that they don't respect the conditions. Uh, prosecutors don't lay charges. So they're laying all of that at Ottawa's doorstep and saying, uh, you got to deal with this. Um, you know, <laughs> they're emphasizing the unintended consequences, Simi. That's because when Rankin was a federal MP, he spoke in favor of those changes. So he was an NDP MP, and the liberals brought these quotes up in the House, and they said Rankin supported, spoke in favor of this legislation. He didn't actually vote for it, but he spoke in favor of it, and now he's trying to get it amended uh, because uh, it worked out in a different way. Well, they're saying he was the chairleader for the legislation. He's now being forced politically to back down on that position. Interesting. All right, Vaughn, thank you so much. Bye-bye, Sim. Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun.